0: How are you Mary? How are you, love? I'm good. I'm giggling because um my child has um made me bet her that I would not drink for two weeks.
1: What? That sounds like extra torture.
0: I was like, oh mommy, mommy can't participate in this bet.
1: No.
0: no. And she goes, like, why, mommy why not? Produce. I said, mommy needs it. But when, of course, you know, you know her classic question, why? And I couldn't even articulate. (laughs) Because
1: Corona. Just be like, just because pandemic. And you know what? But real talk,
0: what got me thinking because I said, okay, let me really do think about this, you know, intellectually. And I was like, Corona is, I mean, I'm sorry. My wine is the one thing that, Reminds me of life outside of this. Yes. Of summer. Of summer.
1: I these cafes. Also, summer. You can't do anything else. You can't go to the spa. You've napped all you can nap. You've read all the books. You listened to all the playlists. What you gonna do?
0: I've gone to Club Quarantine. I'm I'm taking a pause from Club Quarantine. I love D nice, but it just but the the glass of wine it's just one in the evening, but yeah, I'm disappointing her.
1: But anyway, I'm Corey Murray. I'm Charlie Penn. And this is Yes, yes girl! girl! Quarantine oh, Edition, week 5000. But Charlie Penn. Yeah. You know, there's a song
0: I like right now. It's actually just can't bubbled up. It's called The Second Time Around. The Second Time Around. Right. Oh, you I know, know that I one. Like why? Do you know why I like this all? Why? Think about it. The second time we're
1: nominated for a Webby Award. For the second time? you oh, I'm so late. You guys, we did it again. Team Eddie Yes, Girl Podcast. But,
0: Charlie Payne, you know, we got to shout out our full pod squad yes. Tiffany Ashton Ashley Hop, Chantel Holder, Josh Gwynn, and Anthony Frazier. All These, of our bays. All of us. We them. did it!
1: We did it again, you guys. Year number two, Webby nominated. Yes, girl. Cue all the sounds, the drums, the things. Yes, manifestation. <laughs> Y'all, look, we're happy and we own this. This is we are in a very, we are in very good company, prestigious company. Even though, but I think I need Pod Mom to tell us exactly what kind of company we're with. I sure do. Come on, Pod Mom, Tiffany Ashitate. Hello ladies, congratulations
2: Woo!
1: Hi y'all. Yes,
2: you all are an excellent company. ABC News, National Geographic, HBO and The Moth are competitors for the best individual episode podcast. So, Yes Girl is
1: nominated amongst Such a highly esteemed set of podcasts. Congratulations, ladies! We are so proud, so proud. And this year, you guys, we are coming for that W. We need your help. We want to win. We do, right, Corey? We're a little competitive. We We do want to win. We We need it now. It's time more than ever. W. We want to come home with the W because the rest of 2020 is canceled. But not this. Okay, not this. (laughs) So we need you to go go to the Webby Awards site. Click on podcast, best episode, find Yes Girl and vote. You can sign up through Twitter. You can sign up through Facebook. You can sign up through your email. And we just need your love and support. If you love listening to Yes Girl and you love check, checking in with Corey and I, we would love for you to just cast that vote. Just one time, just one good time. What you think, Corey? One good yep. time. One good
0: time. And you can also go on either one of our social media pages and find a link. Because you know we're going to
1: be posting the hell of it. We'll okay? be going you'll So You'll come to our page at any moment. Because we only have yeah. until May 8th to get this done. Yep. Yeah. But after you've
0: done that, we want you to come back to this episode. Because we have talked to
1: somebody iconic. Uh, legends. Living legends. Legends. Who we, we all know after last week. If you didn't, now you do. Who is it, Corey?
0: Teddy motherfucking Riley. Mm. I haven't said She's a motherfucker in a long time. I didn't say it to him, people. And I didn't get to tell him this story. But back in the day, because he had a studio down in, in Virginia. You know, I went to Hampton. Yeah. And me and my girlfriends. she got invited to the studio. And of course, like a true girlfriend, she took all of us. It was about seven. Everybody got to come to the studio. Everybody came okay. to the studio. I think we literally got there. They said he wasn't there and we left. Like it was the most, une- it was the most eventful thing. And then it became the most uneventful thing. But, but you were still, in an iconic me. studio situation.
1: Yes, I was during the height of the new Jacksonian era. Let's be real. I can thank Teddy Riley for so many songs. And you guys already know how we feel. We stand, we were hyped for the versus. Someone even predicted that we predicted. Someone even said that we predicted what would happen on the versus. We won't go there. But anyway, (laughs) you know we love Teddy Riley. And he came on the show. It was a funny conversation. Cool, dude. And we got to hear some stories that we
0: couldn't hear because of the sound issues that day. But I love this interview. He gives us a backstory on my prerogative. Let's chill. Um, Let's chill. Let's chill story was epic. That was good. That was a really good one. That was a good one. And then I didn't know about the show.
1: You Wilson's Leather for a Leather Jacket in the 90s? You're going to want to hang in there for that story. (laughs) Because that was a Since I remember. I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh he took me right back know. there. I was like, yeah, you went to Wilson's, you priced out your coat, you waited. I mean, I don't know if I was uh-huh. buying chinchilla like him, but I was there with my I didn't have a DTI car, but it's okay. It was my auntie Ann's cup and my pretzel. Y'all remember that? I was there. <laughs> the nostalgia, y'all, the nostalgia. Teddy Riley. And he gave us his skincare regimen. I mean, where did we start?
2: Charlie. You're giving up too much. You're giving up too many
0: gems. I think, uh, I think we need to let people get listen to the interview and hear for themselves. Says the voice of
1: Tiffany Ashtay, ladies and gentlemen. Pod God. Pod <laughs> mom, pod God. Tiffany Ashtay is telling us we're giving away all the good stuff. So get into our one-of-a-kind conversation with Teddy Riley. I feel like we could tell everybody why we're a little funny because we just had a whole session before today's guest joined us.
0: We had a whole, but can we, can this reel it back, back, back to 2018. Essence Fest. Essence Fest, New Orleans,
1: Superdome. I mean. what uh, was this magical moment where everyone in that Superdome got their life? I they got the their life because
0: this person brought out Black Streets. Okay,
1: but,
0: uh, guy, S W S W B with. Aaron. Let me go back to guy with Aaron Hall. Okay, okay, Rex in Effect,
1: sis. I'm about to stand up already. Come on now, come on. Who are we I talking? to did not to? sit down. Teddy Riley is here,
2: y'all.
1: Teddy, Riley is here. <laughs> Teddy
2: what's up? What's up, y'all?
1: Sorry, we just like your music. It's like fond- the fondest memories at all times attached to everything you. you've ever done. Everything. And I was—I had shared this story that the
0: versus battle, you know, you, you had me slid into an ex's DM,
2: girl. <laughs> uh,
0: it, I kept it clean. But when Rump Shaker came on, because that was our song. First, couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it in. I ain't talked to this boy in like seven years. And I was just like. <laughs>
1: Remember that song? There were so many memories from for my girl chat. It was "Let's Chill."
0: Right, forget it.
1: I was singing that song so hard, my dog started barking along. She wasn't barking at me; she was getting down. If, I'm telling tell, you, saw you. I know you saw the comments after.
2: I did. I seen a lot of them. I mean, one in particular when I played the wrong song. They was like, "You won. You won down." <laughs> <laughs> I say I didn't know this was a competition.
1: <laughs> no, it was all fun. No, this all is,
2: it was really cool. It was so, so much fun. You know, even looking at the comments of like the, the singers that you know sung his records, like um Tony and and then uh, Tamar and and Karen White, they were like sports. You know, hating on me. I was like, wait a minute. But that's a part of the sport. You gotta, you gotta kind of go with it. And that's what I did, especially with the memes. I love it, I I was just like, I've never been roasted. I never, I don't know if I would ever be roasted, so this is it right here, Teddy, just take it, go along with it, and I did.
1: Oh, Teddy, but- the internet was just bored.
0: You, it. but hold on but Teddy the thing about it that made it beautiful though you have the receipts yes like yeah people could be over here making memes but I, let me just run through the hits really quickly just to remind people okay, okay. you all know right. you created new jack swing like you created a whole genre okay you spearheaded groups guy in black street you play instruments we all saw that and you've worked with, all right, I'm just gonna read off the first five, Charlie, and you can take the next five. Yeah. Okay. Whitney huh. Houston, Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson,
1: Janet Jackson, Jay Z, Eve, Bobby Brown, Mary J. Blige, Usher, Boys to Men, SWV. Do we keep going? We can wow. keep going. Lady Gaga, Keith, Janet Swift, Jackson? Lady Fritz.
2: Did you say the whole Jackson five?
1: Nope.
0: We didn't even get, didn't even that get that, bad. Bad. And, and Actually, there's a little bullet point at the end that says, and the list goes on. It does. Oh,
2: wow. That's what's up. It's always good to see. We talked before. So yeah. I remember coming to the, the office.
1: You remember? So was, yeah.
2: yeah, of course. When I was in that office talking about the first concert.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And you all were in there, and, and it was just, uh, it was amazing. I just want to uh, really say to the people, you know, we need this. We need this, especially with the battle. You know, it wasn't a battle to me. It was bringing R&B back. Yeah, yeah. I think that people miss it. People are in need of love and and love music. And uh, I think now this is the way to go. You know, you got young kids that are like, wow, I got to come out of this trap. And, and, yeah. and I'm going to fall in love, but not to this music. So...
1: One of my favorite things was seeing how your numbers, I didn't even know there were 2 million people left who weren't following you, but you know, here they come because then you introduced, it was like everybody's kids and their college student, different people who maybe didn't recognize mm-hmm. everybody by the end of the night was playing your your, your music.
2: It, it felt like a club, going to a club and I'll give you my wristband to let you in. Right. <laughs> And we
1: exactly.
2: So I was asking people. So you gave up your wristband because <laughs> you they could let get
1: more in people the in.
2: They couldn't get in the battle, and it's like, wow, five hundred thousand people. Like people were going off of other people's stream. Like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We have friends listening to other friends through speakerphone. I mean, yeah. We got dressed up,
2: <laughs> so- but
1: I'm
0: glad we're talking about that because you know, yes, we've been in quarantine, but when the battle came on, I made sure the, my speaker was charged. I got, you know, my daughter who's 10. I got her dad. We sat outside. We were listening to this. I called my mom to be like, log on to Instagram right now. Like it really, it reminded me a little bit of that moment. And I think we all can remember when Michael Jackson uh, performed at the Motown 25th anniversary, where Mm -hmm. it was that thing where everyone was doing it together. Like everyone experienced that moment. And I think we were all experiencing this epic reliving of the music that you have, that you've given us over the years.
2: Well, you know, I'm living it too. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying the excitement of this is true um, support from everyone to keep the music classic. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's amazing. You know, I never thought we'd, Really reach, and I'm saying, I'm speaking for Babyface and myself. We never thought that we would reach this plateau of, you know, having so many classics and people still singing it today and enjoying and receiving it. You know, so it's a blessing for us and to still, you know, be here. You know, and and witness it. It's like the flowers of life.
0: Speaking of Babyface, whose idea was it for you to battle him? Was there anybody else that you guys were debating, or was it always going to be compared?
2: Swiss, Swiss and Timberland. You know, first it was uh, Babyface in LA and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. But they said, man, I don't think that'll happen. In, not this year. So they were like, somebody sent, and I think it was uh, someone who told me, uh, my guy from Ohio, he said he's the one who sent the, y'all, y'all should did Teddy Rally and Babyface in LA. And uh, I think one of them said, I don't know if that's fair, that's two against one. And then he said, but I'm a C though. And that's when Swiss hit me and he said, did you see see the uh, the live with me and me And uh, I said, yeah, I saw it, you know. He said, what you think? <laughs> I was like, I oh, don't know, you know, I'm from New York. I don't back down, so you already know. If it's a battle, it's a battle. If it's for the culture, let's do it. Yeah. You know, but uh, Face was like, you know, I don't want to battle my little brother. You know, it's like battling my little brother. And, you know, uh, I don't know how that would turn out. That's what (laughs) he (laughs) said. He he said, I'll do it for the culture. You know, we could say battle, you know, but to let people you know, think it's truly a battle, but I just thought it was just the winner was the fans.
1: Yeah. A lot of people have been saying that this has just been so exciting. Y'all broke every part of the internet. Now we want to see the women. What women would you like to see do a versus next?
2: I would love to see Missy Elliott and somebody. I don't know who that is, but I'd love to see Missy Elliott. I'd love to see um, uh, Erica Badu.
0: Mm.
2: Oh with uh Jill Scott. Yes. It would be dope just for the culture to see um Sierra and maybe Jennifer Lowe.
0: Mm. Interesting. That, pick. Yeah.
2: That's a cool co- you know combination. How about um Carrie Hilson?
0: hmm Oh Kevin yeah. Carrie
2: Hilson and Sierra, because yeah. they're all right. It's like a writer's, writer's, producer, producer, but I don't know who can go against Missy.
1: I don't either. I'm still sitting here like, I don't think there is anyone. No. (laughs) I think that we may have to break the gender rules and not make
0: it about women versus women. I think Missy's just going to have to go up against somebody. Anyone. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyone.
2: She got, she got hits.
1: Teddy, was it hard to pick the 20 songs that you were going to play that night? Because I, like my friends and I kept thinking, what are they going to pick? Cuz yeah. there's so much like it's probably like choosing a favorite child. How did you even go through that process?
2: Well, my son, my sister, my daughters, my brother is my and and then I have my son's mother who was my manager and she gave me a list and everybody gave me sort of the same songs so I picked out the common denominators and then I picked the songs that I felt Uh, strategically, just in case if he play this, we'll play that. But I wound up having to go first. And that first night was like, did I come with the wrong song? So (laughs) I came with the show. And to me, it was the wrong song up against two occasions. I was like, no, that's not a good song to go against two occasions. So I changed it for the rematch. I was like, yo. I'm gonna come with some just in case he come with that. This year is gonna cover that. This whatever he, thought <laughs> uh, put up the uh, the uh, SWV and and that um that came across pretty well. He didn't know because he was like you switched it up. They was like don't come the same. I was like okay yeah uh, I'll come yeah. Y'all did not we about, play. we had about fifty songs. Wow. Because what I was gonna do see. I'm always give. I'm always into giving the fans more than you know, y'all seen it at essence. I gave the fans more than what we put up on the billboard mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they deserve it. They've been buying our records for so many years, yeah. and what I was trying to do for this didn't have nothing to do with the battle i I had that set up to do an after party wow, and I was gonna go in and just rock out with the vocal with the order <laughs> and, and the drummer and just the DJ, you know what I'm saying? And it just didn't turn out that way because um, technical difficulties, you know, of uh, when I first started, I sound good by myself on the live. And then when Babyface got on, it was feedback through his microphone and then his system and feedback through my system because we were trying to hook straight into Instagram Cause I didn't understand that everybody did it with just the computer and headphones awesome. like you guys have right now. And, um, I got it all wrong.
1: <laughs> you, I just think I speak for all of the internet and everyone who attended the verses. When I say nobody was tripping, I mean,
2: it was perfect. Cause it was the most laugh that I've right. yeah. ever seen of my children Cause they went along with the memes. Cause they were like, dad, what you want us to say? I was like, What y'all go along with it. You can't beat yeah. them. join them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I said, your friends, tell them, help me, you know, <laughs> let's go along with the memes and make a meme too. Cause that's what makes us even more famous.
0: And like what that. I loved too was that the, you know, the first day it was supposed to happen, you know, that's when we found out, you know, baby face was sick. But yep. people still came back for the for the the rematch, that the was, and then people came back for the. I mean, people were vested in this moment. Huh. I
2: know that was like a crazy investment everybody made, <laughs> the crazy free investment. <laughs> but it was it was the most powerful. You know why? The messages togetherness. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all got together. Four million plus people trying to get into the club of the night. Yes. You know what I'm saying? like yes. You had every culture, every race was Michelle in it.
1: Obama. I was I like...
2: The Obamas, you know, it's like, I've never met them, but this is my way of meeting them, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. And, but, you know, it's so crazy because Miss um, Obama, she had said at one time, I, I have a clip of it, her favorite song to work out to was No Diggity. She sure It's her top five. (laughs) And when she said that, you know, that really, it's an honor, you know, even if I never get to meet them, just to know that. And then, you know, after, because she left, she left her own event to come to our event. That's when you know you got some. I felt like Diddy, you know, when Diddy gave his parties, (laughs) I felt like that. You know, like that. Everybody's coming to the play. I felt like Essence.
1: Yeah. Like when
2: yeah, We sold out Essence two years in a row. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. Right? It, it was, was Essence that Saturday
1: night. It, really, it, was. Was. it, was it really was. It was Monday. It was Monday, and it was a Monday. Think about and that. It
2: was a Monday. So, you know, I'm just grateful. This is incredible. This is what a way to really, you know, have a comeback.
1: Mm-hmm because
0: unfortunately, because of sound issues, we couldn't hear a lot of your, the backstories of these songs. And I have to admit, I never knew until that night that you produced the show. When you played it the first night, I just thought you were getting hyped. Like, this is your hype song, that oh, no. you had your hands That's in why
2: me and Dougie were on that stage, you know. Well,
0: tell us the back, what's the backstory there? How did you guys connect?
2: Actually, we went to the same high school. Actually, we got kicked out the same three high schools. <laughs> I I always tell this story because um, it is true. We went to Martin Luther King. I didn't know he went there. He got kicked out before me. I got kicked out for fighting. And then we went to uh, Westside High. And when we went to Westside High, I left that school because I didn't like, uh, it was a lot of bullies. Dougie went there, my only friend. You know, that was the last school that we went to and Dougie and I finally met because I was a fan. I used to go to Harlem World, the actual club, oh. to go see Dougie perform and see uh, Larry Love and Crash Crew, Disco Four plus one more, Funky Four. Um, well, it's uh, 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 Furious Five. Grandmaster Flash would be scratching and then Grand Wizard Theodore. And then I would come out with my Casio and or my Curacell.
0: Casio. Casio play, had one. Play, play I wasn't going the same thing you were doing, but
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would play a beat and people would just go nuts over it. It's like, boom tic-a-doo, boom tic-a-doo, boom, tic-a-doo, boom, tic-a-doo, boom, tic-a-doo, boom. Then I would play the chords behind it and people would go, oh, swipe. And that music is not even played today. Yeah. And and uh, I felt like that was the time when we met, he he was introduced to me by LaVeva Malison and LaVeva brought him to my house in the projects. And that's when we went over the show and he said, what would you do to this? And I said, well, you got all these commercials. You got to kind of if you're going to do these commercials, you got to keep people dancing on the dance floor. What's going to keep them dancing on the dance floor? You know what I'm saying? So it's the shaker. Shaker kept people, you know, um, when you hear, excuse me, thought he No, he's not here right now. Ta-da. And then it went straight into the music. So it kept you going. So you, you're still like... And then you start going off. It's like, that's what kept people going. And that was my contribution, you know, to the show. And then the uh, Inspector Gadget, because I was a big fan. You know, you come home from, from school and the first thing you turn on is Megilla Gorilla, And then... Uh, uh uh Jekyll, I mean, Tom Tom and Jerry. And then... <connais> <laughs> Inspector
1: We know that one. <laughs> so that night during the verses, one of the things I really enjoyed the most was how me and my girlfriends were reacting on our group text when each song would come on. And we know we love a backstory. So what's the backstory for Let's Chill? <laughs> I tell
2: you this, for me, the backstory to Let's Chill... I was in my relationship with my fiance for five years. We, I was sixteen, she was fifteen. So puppy love started, and and then um, I didn't see her. The first day I had met her, I thought I'd never see her again. So the first day I met her, I she worked at uh, Wilson's, Wilson's to sell the jacket. <laughs> I bought my first uh, fur chinchilla, whatever it is, you know the cheap, the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it, and she was just she caught my eye, and my cousin was with me, and I said I want to meet her, but you know I i never go up to a girl and rap to her or anything, so he introduced me to her in the store, and she's actually on the record, Donna, Teddy, me Donna, Donna, me Teddy, yo Tim, oh. me Monica, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so Donna. Most of my songs are about my relationship or other people's relationship. So if you tell me something about you and tell me, you know, relationship you're in, I can write about it. So Let's Chill came about when she was actually going to break up with me because we were together four years and, you know, she still lived in Mount Vernon, I mean, um, New Rochelle, and I was in Mm -hmm. Harlem and she would always come down or I would take my GTI, my first car, riding around my GTI and I would go straight up to Mount Vernon hoping I don't get robbed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's when I met Heavy D and all of them, cause they from Mount Vernon and you have to go through Mount Vernon to get to uh, uh, New, Rochelle. New Rochelle. So four years of us being together, she, she, you know, she wanted to, to be with me. And I said, you know, what? Let's go, let's do this. Let's chill, let's settle down. That's the backstory and it was actually, uh, that was the song. And you know that song was supposed to be in uh, New Jack City. It was supposed to be the wedding song. When, when, when Key Sweat sings merry-go-round and they're out at Grant's tomb at the wedding and that they had to shoot out
1: Yeah, everybody fell on the stairs at the end, everything, yeah.
2: That was supposed to be, let's chill. What happened? Okay, backstory. 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 I didn't think the song fit uh, Key Sweat. So I'm that type of producer, you know, I'm not a mean guy. I just kind of break it down to you, you know, humbly. This song is not for you. This song is for Guy, so we wound up using it for Guy. Just like Just Got Paid was Keith Sweat and I, you know, we wrote that. So I felt like it was too late for it to make his album. So I kept, kept it. And then when Johnny Kemp came around, because Johnny Kemp was in a band called Jamila. No, he was in a band called Kinky Fox. Keith Sweat was in a band called Jamila, and I was in a band called Climax, Total Climax. And we were rivalries. So Keith would do a club, we would come behind him, do the same club, and we would rotate all through New York. So we would do Tribeca, we would do the 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 cellar, and we would do, uh, what's that famous um, restaurant that was uh, the Rennie's Lounge. So we'd do the Rennie's Lounge, Blue Note, all through New York. And, We will rotate. So we had to give it to our boy, Johnny Kemp. We gave, just got paid to him. But it was supposed to be for Keith Sweat's album.
0: So Teddy, I have to ask. One thing that was kind of cool about the, the verses was that you and Babyface both worked with Bobby Brown. Yes. So I wanna know what were your first impressions of him when you met him? And I remembered the Bobby Brown movie that was on BET. And did he really come to your the, your apartment in the projects? Yes, he did. So but just tell us about working with him and knowing, because Bobby Brown gave me so much life mm. in high school and college. Like, I mean, he, he was the man. He was the man.
2: Yes. Bobby, for me, was like my friend in the projects. You know, um, one day we, we we're good. We're gonna always be good, but if we have argument, one of us are gonna walk away, and that's what happened. Um, actually, for my prerogative, we had did it at the house, and when we did it at the house, uh, he sung it just like how we wanted it. He was just we was bull crapping around. The problem was when we got to the studio, it was time to sing he wanted to go into Tenderoni mode. And I was like, this song too hard for some Tenderoni mode. And when he flexed on me, I was like, well, listen, we don't have to do this. And then he walked out on me. And then when he walked out on me, I was like, well, I could take this song and give it to someone else. But this was made strictly for him. So we waited for Lil Salas. God bless him. He passed away. we waited for Lil' Silas to talk to Bobby, and they gave him a uh, Come to Jesus talk. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, if you don't get back in that studio with this kid, because we know this record is a hit. I said, man, you ready to do this? He said, yeah, I'm ready to do this, but you know, don't come out my way. Don't come out right. We're going to do it my way. I said, all right. He said, all right. So everybody tried to get the last word. I was like, all right. Hey, let's go then. So I let him have the last word. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad it frustrated him because it came out on the record, mm-hmm. and it sounded like he was determined for people to stay out of his business. It's my prerogative, and you felt it. So that's that was you know. I hope to do something like the making of because. With the artists, so we could talk about it. You know, the artists that are not with us, of course, I can actually voice what they were doing or what they were saying. But um, I can tell you, Bobby and I in a room would be so amazing to talk about the uh, my prerogative scenario because it was it was it was drama. And uh, but the drama went away. And how about after he sung the song? I didn't have my name on the song at first, but when he came and listened, he said, "I I got something I want to say." He went back in the booth. I said, "You sure you don't want to do it over?" He said, "Hell no, I got something I want to say. Put the beat on." So he said, "Put it at the um, matter of fact, no, take it from the beginning." So he was doing like ad libs, you know, <laughs> throughout the beginning, which I didn't get to use a lot of them. But the one thing I used was when he said, "Yo, Teddy." And then he said it twice. I mean, this money, you didn't, right Ted? So I became the homie because he was happy. And he was happy that I pushed him. So the moral of the story is you got to push an artist beyond what they're thinking and what they feel like they can do. You push them, that's when they know they can do more. And some artists just, they just settle. I don't settle.
1: Teddy, I was going to ask you, with Father's Day coming up, and you clearly have such an amazing relationship with your kids, what have you taught them with your career, being a legend, what have you taught them about work ethic and legacy? And what's that relationship like?
2: Um. Well, my actions have taught them. Because they'll see me, you know, they'll go to bed and wake up and I'm still up. And uh, ready to do breakfast with them or do breakfast for them, you know, especially my boys, you know, the little ones don't want to hear dad sleep, you know, because the little one to come and be like, dad, wake up, I'm hungry. So, and he don't want his brothers or anybody to make his food. He wants dad to make his food. And that's, that's something that, you know, I kind of, Kicking and do like you know working out with my daughter. I did a live with her just a few minutes ago, and uh, I spent forty minutes just working out with her, and that's what fathers should do. You know, I'm I'm in an organization, you know, save uh, children first, and uh, it's all fathers. In fact, uh, I'm going to be talking to doing a live about on fathers and you know, how I am with my kids and how I am with uh, the mother of my children. You know, we all are great and uh, we're like one family. We went to Disney together. We'll do things together. And um, I don't leave anybody out. So with the kids, you know, my work ethics and. Have rubbed off on all of them, like even down to the ones that are able to do what they, you know, like they're making their music or they're doing their, their uh, work, their homework, all of that without me having to say anything or their mother having to say anything. Cause they know how we are. We don't expect anything less than great. And we say that with emphasis, you can't just do all right. You know, all of my kids are on students. So that's what, you know, makes me proud. Proud father.
0: We can tell. I love that. I remember Charlie, you telling us the one of the last times you came to the Essence offices to, you know, well, we were so excited you were there. When you left, we just kept talking about your skin
2: and yeah, how much you were glowing. Yeah. True story. You know, you know what I do now is I started using um organic baking soda with uh with coconut oil and you mix it together like dough and you put it on your face just Put it in your face, and it takes all the toxic and everything out. And then you moisturize it. You Put the moisturizer, and I put yogurt. It's from uh, hold up, the name of the company, but the yogurt actually takes all of that dead skin, all the hold stuff up. off. And, and then off. you put the moisturizer in.
1: Um, I need a living right with Teddy Riley podcast because yeah, let's do it, Teddy. You're just giving out jet. Like, thank you for just changing our skin. Yes, yeah, because I'm gonna to go do that room. right when we leave here. Right, and I'm gonna uh, Google yeah. having a steam room in my bathroom. Give people what they want. Give them a podcast, a video series. Share all of this.
2: Whenever I'm ready, I want to do the pod. You know, health pod. You know, I, I try to do everything natural. In fact, once I leave here, I go to my um my herbalist doctor, and I I don't. Take uh, vitamins over the counter. I don't take uh, the actual capsules. I get it IV in my arm. Oh yeah, done you that. Did, you've I'm done that, it,
0: Charlie. Yeah, yeah it's it
2: works. But um, I do the cartel. I do the vitamin D. That's the one thing a lot of the the uh, companies don't have is your vitamin D cartel. You know that stuff, and then a little bit of magnesium because I'm a hyper bunny. I'm like, I could be up all night. So I'll get a little bit of magnesium so that my day is like this. Because, you know, hypothyroid, your your heart is beating fast, so Mm -hmm. you need something to keep it at a level. And I want to stay on natural, more or less than take the medicine.
1: Teddy, you just, thank you. We can't thank you enough. We appreciate your time and
2: thank you. Well, thank y'all for having me. And, you know, um, I look forward for next year's uh, Essence.
0: Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Rafael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
1: Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.